Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Stoke TV show and podcast. New, I got a map of the word podcast, and because we're turning this into a podcast, this morning show is real special. We've got live from Spain a life coach and a world of thought leader that your mind is more powerful than you think. So let me place a bumper, and then we'll bring my camera. Let's get running into it. Love the bumper. Love the blues. So without further ado, let me bring my right hand, I can't say man, right hand girl, and bring, I'll bring my coach, Deborah Stories Young. Good morning, Deborah. Your sidekick. Well, to me, you're a lot more than sidekick, I'll tell you about. Aw, you're a lot more and This is Michelle. Hi. This is the lady that she's live right now from Spain, correct? Hi, everyone. Are you a Spain, Michelle? Yes, I am. First of all, I want to thank you both for inviting me to talk today. I really appreciate it. And um, it's been a while since I've actually gone live myself, been busy with a few things, but I feel that it's something that is so important, uh, which you guys are doing such an amazing job. And I only know half of it, if that. So I can only imagine the people who are being impacted by your messages and those who you reach out to. So I hope today that I can offer someone, even if it's one person, a little bit of um, encouragement or support. And uh, yeah, thank you again for inviting me. I am. I'm in southern Absolutely. Spain right now. So. so yeah, do you know, it's amazing how small the world has become with. You know, everybody says the coronavirus is terrible. But now reality, a guy named Jeff Hayesland taught me that with every with every, oh God, I can't remember the code. With every hard time, there's there is a good thing that comes out of it, mm -hmm. and this is it right here. It is great that I'm sorry, Jeff, I mess up your code. I'm sorry, bro. But <laughs> uh, but really, look at us. You're in Spain. Deborah's uh, in Florida. I'm in California. We the we're in all four three corners of the world. It's amazing. It's amazing. I still remember, uh, well, we traveled the world with my dad's work with the oil field. So it was very rarely that we even had a house phone. Um, so as soon as uh, we would be communicating with Telegram, it seems like we're 100 years old when I mentioned that, but it wasn't really that long ago. And um, just to be privileged to have a phone call, obviously, my dad was working offshore, but even when he could get that call, it was it was incredible. If this would have existed back then i know a lot of stress and a lot of uh a lot of people would have had it easier working away for sure that's something oh, that we absolutely. can too easily take for granted this touch of a button to communicate with each other yeah what did your dad do he was in the oil field yeah he was in the oil field so he traveled uh all over and we as a family always traveled as close to wherever he was going to be offshore in order for him to not have to be so far away. So when he did finally get like a month and a month when he could be home, he'd just have to hop on the, a shorter flight than if he would have to travel across the world to try and reach us. So we were at a, a great, it was like a digital nomad lifestyle before the digital era. It was, it was fabulous. <laughs> well, that's now, what you and I talked did, about. Yeah. Did your dad we have work a similar with background. Did your dad work with your best father? No, no, they no. did the same thing, <laughs> and we grew up the same. Yeah, which is incredible. Yeah, it's a it's a upbringing that uh, traveling is is such an education. A lot of people would say that in those days, you know, your kids are not going to have a good education because they're they're bouncing in and out of one school to another. The longest we stayed in one country was Singapore, which was for five years, and for the rest, it would normally be ten months to a year in one country, and we'd move depending on the contract that my dad got. But it was uh, it was it was a way of life. It wasn't anything else that we knew. So, and I'm glad we we I'm glad we we had it. I can only say 
Feel blessed. Yeah, when you you two have been exposed because Deborah's spent time in the Middle East and all kinds of stuff all over the world. You guys have seen this world like I only see on television. I'm you know really so your education is high level. But you know, I want to give a shout out. Let's give a shout out to Fever Guests under here. And if you're doing great, I don't know. Can you see this? I can just, my eyesight is, if you let me, yeah, more. Leticia Chavez. I can just about Hi, see Leticia. it. Hi, Leticia. Okay. Hi, Leticia. Did you read that? Did you read that? Yeah, it says, uh, I'd love to talk to you guys more. I need support group. I become depressed and sent my anxiety getting better for me to help. She wants to talk to us, and we will definitely connect with you, Leticia. Reach out to us, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah, we are doing for some time being, we're going to be, Deborah and I are doing free um, coaching talks, videos. It's something we're going to do. We're eventually going to roll into a business, but we're going to, we're initially going to start free, so we're here to talk, message us. We're here to help. And this is why we're going to And she's going to be telling, she's a thought leader and going to be telling us a way to improve our thought life. And I have to prove a lot. But let's give another shout out to Loretta. Great hey. to see you, Loretta. Hi, Loretta. Let's give a shout out to Burbice. He is at hey, Bryce's in North Carolina. And of course, Melissa Troop on the East Coast. Melissa's going to be on our show this month. Who, who is on our show? Who is on our show this month? I got so many people, man. I think I need this. I, I can't. <laughs> you know you're, so you know you're getting old, man. So I just turned fifty, oh. so I don't know if this is part of it, but I'm like, here, okay, we go. I can see now. Well, why do you think I wear my glasses? I can see nothing. I have lenses. Oh, in. oh, correction. <laughs> Melissa Troop is in Oklahoma. You know, I thought I thought she was on the East Coast, but she's in Oklahoma. Wednesday, we have Ralph Preston. Oh, yeah. He's going to be really great. He's going to share his story and a little bit about what he does to help stroke community. But let's get into Michelle's story Michelle, today. Introduce yourself, Michelle. First thing yes. is. Okay. My name is Michelle Oldenburg. I'm based here in southern Spain. I've lived here for over 25 years now. Twenty, In fact, I'm losing count. Almost, for sure, it's coming up to 30 years. But um, originally from the Isle of Man and uh, half Dutch, but uh, always traveled around a little bit, well, a little bit now, like basically Deborah as well. Mm -hmm. Thanks to my dad's work, we always lived abroad. And, um, and I settled here when I left home. So I still travel a lot when we can, obviously. Um, but uh, this is home uh, now. And basically, uh, I've been online now for probably about eight years and various different things that I've been up to. Um, but overall, the most important thing, I have to say what happened to me over the last couple of years has actually broadened my, my vision to actually see more or less the purpose why I'm here. And like you say, most of the time, our, the most difficult lessons in life can end up being our biggest gifts, as long as we see it that way. But it's easy when we're going through tough times to actually feel like the world is against us and, you know, this is it, you know, is this it or get depressed or feel sorry for yourself or all this. At the end of the day, when we sit on our own and actually weigh up what is going to help us, this kind of uh, will make us realize that there is no, there's no question. There's only one way to think. It's not easy. But it's a damn sight easier than getting stuck into a hole where you start getting more and more depressed or think the world's against you. We just have to, this kind of goes into my story, how it impacted my life. Um, not only through health issues, but also losing loved ones. I lost my family 
Um, I lost my, my dad. I lost my mom. It seemed to be a, a thing one after another. And even when on a, on a, on a moment when you're with yourself, if I think about how sad it is that they're not here, how sad it is that I, I don't have them anymore in the end, it's only going to bring me into a depression. So there's no, in reality, it sounds difficult to say, yeah, but you shouldn't be happy now because they're not here and you, you're missing them. But at the end of the day, even losing loved ones, we have to think of the good times that we had with them. And we have to feel blessed that we were able to be part of their lives and they were able to be part of ours. And that way, the memory of them will also become more, um, will continue being happy memories instead of dwelling on maybe the last time that you saw them or what you didn't say to them or we can all dig a hole we can all get sad but that's why it's like a muscle we have to we have to do whatever it takes to stay on that positive track and obviously for some it's maybe easier than for others because maybe the environment that you have around you is very positive is very supportive not everybody is is uh, uh, lucky to have that but therefore, we also have to work on creating that environment that is going to support us throughout everything we do, whether it's the work that you do, whether it's your day-to-day -day life, whatever it might be. Um, we just have to try and, and learn from our lessons and actually see it, okay, this is not a good thing at the moment, but how am I going to make the best out of it? So, yeah. And that is why I call you a thought leader, because that is an awakened we perspective we seeing life is that you take the and you don't have something in common that you and I talked a little about about in the green room and she Michelle sorry no call me Mitchy it's fine uh, yeah she gives her Mitchy's her nickname yep. but we both have brain tumors tell me about your brain tumor I was uh basically this started about six years ago i started seeing like dark circles under my right eye sorry i have to introduce you to the star of the show because she's going to make yes! you start making some noises yeah. this is basil basil is going to maybe start making that. some noises or she can make some crazy noises and you're going to think it's me but it's not just so you know it's her if you know what i mean <laughs> Uh, and uh, also or she might start saying something i wanted something just so you know there's a sound effect in the background so uh, anyway, it's real close. Yeah. Uh, it was about, uh, like you say, about six years ago, I started noticing a dark circle under my right eye. And uh, it actually looked like my eye was swollen compared to the other one. And I was like thinking, okay, maybe it's just because I'm tired. I'm always on the computer, whatever. And I was making excuses for it until one day I just thought, this really looks weird. So I went to the, 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 the shop where I buy my glasses. And the girl in the shop luckily just said, Michelle, get straight to an ophthalmologist. So I went straight to one, which I knew down the road, didn't know him personally, but um, I had an appointment straight away because I said, look, I'm a bit worried about my eye. They tried to sell me eye laser treatment to get the vision better because it wasn't good. They obviously did all the tests to see like, you know, the different colors and everything behind the head and everything. And obviously they didn't see anything. But when I asked, what is it I should do uh, for this dark circle? Because it looks like every morning someone's punched me in the eye. It was that bad. And they just said, just put ice on it. So trying to cut a long story short, it was only up until like me putting ice on my eye every morning. It looked swollen and everything. And um, it didn't hurt. It didn't have any pain or anything like that. Or maybe I was used to an uncomfortable feeling. I don't know because you get used to feelings, mm, you, you know. When you're, um, and in the end, uh, we booked a holiday like would be uh, for, it was like four years later. We booked a holiday and it was going to be a month on a cruise. And what had started to happen was I was getting migraines. And mm -hmm. I went to the gynecologist thinking it's hormones or something like that, as you do. And she said, listen, book yourself into a neurologist and see what they say. And I was like, forget it. I'm not going to book. That seems a bit extreme. You know, I don't need to test, like, tempt fate. I don't need to go to a, guy, yeah. a neurologist. <laughs> anyway, we booked the holiday. And I thought, you know what? This was eight months later. I decided to go to a neurologist just to get some natural pills because I don't like taking chemicals. So she said, for sure, they're going to have some natural pills. So go to a neurologist now and go check it out. So eight months later, I go into a neurologist. The first thing she said is, what's wrong with your eye? So I was like, don't worry. It's, uh, I've got a lazy left eye. I don't see hardly anything out of this eye. 
um, and I'm on the computer all day long. So she said, I want to do a resonancia magnetica, which is like an RM. I don't know if it's, yeah. I can't even. It's like what an it is. MRI. Yeah, MRI. And uh, so I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Didn't, didn't seem even phased about it, but it was like a few days later when I went back to get the results, Mark, my partner, he was busy doing his things. The next day we were due to go off on holiday. And um, I remember I was sitting, basically waiting just to, you know, thinking about what I was going to pack and everything for my holiday. And I mm -hmm. uh, got called in and literally it was a young guy giving me the results and a young neurologist, another one. And his face looked terrified. And I was like, he turned, turned the screen around and he said, you have a tumor. Now, I don't know every, I mean, we know we hear tumor and you think, what is it? Or, but if you don't know what it is and you get told that straight away, it's like, it's like, like a film. You, you understand it, but you don't. Yeah. And then when he showed me on the screen, you could just see this. It was a four centimeter growth behind my eye. And he said, uh, we need to. And I said, well, hang on a minute. Uh, I'm going on holiday tomorrow. He said, no, you're going to, I'll give you a, a thing, a bond, uh, like a ticket, and it will go for the insurance so you can get your money back. And I was like, no. And he started calling in front of me, trying to get hold of a neurosurgeon and a bone specialist and I was thinking and obviously Mark wasn't there at the time so I was just oh sitting there God, thinking yeah. what the hell is a tumor anyway you know really what is it and how uh, anyway he couldn't get hold of the doctor the surgeon to start thinking when and how he could just see it that it needed to come out and he said go for attack now um, while I'm trying to call around and uh, luckily I got in for attack came back out um, the results were there straight away and he said right it looks like it's benign so go on holiday and then when you come back we'll start doing the process to get it uh, removed so i was like okay and it still didn't really sink in obviously i didn't know the person and it was one of those shock things where you wanted to cry you don't so i walked out managed to get out of the hospital sat in the car five minutes mm -hmm. of floods of tears mm -hmm. and and yeah. energy just like okay this is the only it was it was quite crazy because if someone would say to me if you get diagnosed with this how would you feel um i would have never thought i would have reacted like i did and it just something come over me as if to say right you have to deal with this so how are you going to deal with it and i knew for a fact if i would um go into like poor me which is easy you can cry you get a hug from someone you cry more and then you cry more because everyone's going to hug you or whatever yeah. but in the end, it was like, right, this is what I got. Now I've got to figure out what I can do to try and make it easier for the process of going through whatever it is I have to go through. And um, so we went on holiday. It was like moments of the holiday were quite ironic, actually, because a couple who was on the cruise with us, by pure chance, we didn't arrange it. Uh, the gentleman was in his 70s, and um, he was talking about his situation. He had like a, an unusual look to him that something was with his eye. Turns out he had a tumor removed from behind his eye. So this conversation was going on at the Are table. Are kidding me? And uh, he was saying, yeah, and I had it removed, this, that, and the other. But I was, it was too raw in my head to start talking about it to, and obviously Mark was next to me, and he was like, okay, this is the same as what you've got probably. And, and anyway, so at the end of the cruise, obviously it came out. I told him this is what I've got, da, 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 and everything. But it was one of those things where I – even with Mark, there would be like a, a quiet moment where we'd just hug each other. Um, but it really did reflect on, I don't know, it come into my head that, listen, this is, I can either sit here and cry and also upset Mark more because he's going to think I'm more stressed. I can yeah. sit here and cry. And the only thing that's going to come from that is I'll keep on crying because I don't know. And, and at the end of the day, it's one of those things where I'm quite headstrong anyway, which is an advantage. But yeah. that's probably why also, um, for example, even what both of you are doing is so powerful because what I did also was I reached, I didn't know anybody who knew of had had head surgery or anything like that, a broken leg, a broken arm, but nothing like this. So mm -hmm. I reached into Instagram looking for brain tumor. And obviously you can imagine when you hit Google, you're going to find everything to find. You're not going to wake up tomorrow morning, you know? So yep. like you say, it's the worst thing that you can do. And that's why it's so important to have a community like you created to talk back and forth experiences, how, what, everybody is different. So my case obviously is gonna be different to Aaron's case because obviously with mm -hmm. the tumor, but it's not necessarily the outcome, 
it's the process. So for example, if even if you have a cold, if we sit there and cry about, oh, I feel bad, I've got a cold, yeah. you know, you're not going to get better as fast as if you say, right, vitamin C, workout, sweat, yeah. whatever. You have to move forward and do what it takes to help your body get out of whatever it is. And obviously cancer, uh, these types of things are not something that you can take a tablet or eat an orange and everything is going to be better. But what does happen is when we do go, and I know this through my mom as well, my mom passed away from a, a stroke. And my dad passed away from a stroke, but it was a, a medical error, apparently. Um, but it was my mom found that she lost my dad and everything was negative. Everything was negative. She lost my dad, her, her whole life went, her whole everything. Yeah. So it kind of, that energy, and I even tried, you can only do so and so much. In the end, we as individuals have to do the, the biggest job, which is keeping ourselves above float. Because yeah. for example, I could talk to both of you all day long and as soon as I close the door, if I don't take lessons away from you, then I'll just go back into my box and just feel sorry for myself, you know? This is something I'm super powerful, uh, passionate about because, like you say, it's kind of stemmed from my experience from having the, the, the tumor, uh, having it removed. I was in the hospital uh, and on the 10th day I was back in the gym. It was like, it was crazy how quickly. And I totally agree that it was, I, I live a healthy life anyway, but I think it's the mentality if you are thinking negative if you feel sorry for yourself and you feel weak and you feel you have to really do as much as you can to snap out of it um in order to 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 we're all energy we're all molecules and positive mm -hmm. energy is going to help build you up and if you need to laugh put on a comedy if you don't have that environment if you have negative people around you even if it's your family try and avoid them as much as possible in the moments yeah. when you don't don't need to handle it it sounds tough but at the end of the day, think of yourself as inspiring them to become a better version of themselves, you know? Um, shortly, a couple of months ago, I was diagnosed with skin cancer, which ironically was, again, it was a, a, a mark here and a mark here that I'd had for five years. And the dermatologist just kept freezing it, you know, with the, the, the thing, they yeah. freeze it like a, a little tiny, tiny dot, even yeah. smaller than the smallest thing you can imagine. It wasn't itchy or anything, but they said, no, burn it, burn it, five years of burning it. And I said, listen, there's something, why does this keep coming back? So they did a biopsy and it turns out to be, it was uh, malignant, it was bad, bad cancer here and here. So Unreal. it was by pure chance that I found it out only through being stubborn. But again, yeah. it was one of those where you, you sit back and you go, okay, I'm not a hypochondriac because I'm skeptical about a lot of doctors as well because I lost my dad and apparently it was a doctor's error. Mm -hmm. So I'm not one to run to a doctor unnecessarily, but if I do go somewhere, I want various opinions as well. And Absolutely. This, this was something that I actually found with, uh, when I found out about the tumor, I was thinking, who do I, what surgeon do I go to? Um, I have private medical insurance here, which is a plus. Um, but someone recommended I go to a private, like a, to pay, have to pay for it, just to hear his opinion on what they would have to do to take it out. And um, the doctor who I initially saw said, we'll open your skull, like had the little model there, we'll open it up and we'll do this and we'll do that. And I was looking at this plastic skull on the table like, okay. Um, and then after that, he said, uh, it was like really nice, perfect, but his, his way of doing it gave me a bit of the chills. So yeah. I went for a few opinions and one turned around and said, well, we just cut a little hole here. We don't even have to shave your head. Um, and we'll just pop in like that, like a chocolate and we'll take it out and we'll sew it up and you'll be fine. And I was like, and this was the one I had to pay for. So, yeah. I was thinking, and I thought, you know what, if I had the money on me that day, I would have, I would have paid him straight away and thought that would have helped. But in the process, he's also criticizing the other doctor and, uh, you know, he's this, he's that. And I'm like, okay, now you're really messing with my head. You know, this is like yeah. going from this to, to that. I went back to the main doctor, the first one who I spoke to, Dr. Cabrera, and I actually said, listen, I actually went for a couple of opinions because I was nervous and obviously he said it's normal, it's normal. And I explained to him, um, listen, uh, the doctor actually said all I needed was a little hole here, pop it out like a chocolate, close it up and no, that's it. And um, he turned around and he said, before you even mention the doctor's name, I'm going to phone another surgeon, I'm going to say another surgeon and ask him 
who do you think this would be? And straight away the name cropped up. And it turns out the operation would have cost 80,000 euros to, to have it done in the moment. But if you would have that on you in that moment and you would hear from one extreme to the other, it's, it's scary because it makes you think, who should I go to? And that's exactly. why, once again, coming back to communities like this, you can hear um, different people, like for now, I would say anybody, even if you have to go for you know, a tooth pulled out, go to another dentist and find out if you really need that tooth pulled out. And I'm yep. not going against doctors or anything, because it, but at the end of the day, it has become business. And sometimes you find you go to the dentist and find out you've, you've got no pain or anything. You come back from the dentist and your teeth are hurting all over. And you're like, what have they done? Now you need a filling, you need this, you need that. So yep. it is scary. But I think once again, this is also why we have to surround ourselves with the right people and interact with people if you do have doubt or questions or something is just reach out to people that's what you know that's because like i said my first encounter of people who actually had had similar were pretty extreme to others mm -hmm. who were in similar in my my situation where it was benign but some of them were malignant and they were going through treatment that was horrific and so like you say you should never like you, it's it's too um vast uh to say what happened to me will happen to you, you know, but exactly. overall the mentality that I found of the people who I did reach out to was so positive. And I think that's also why, like you say, to the last moment that we're here, we have to do whatever we can to, to support ourselves as individuals to get through whatever heartache we have to get through. Absolutely. And I say that, Michelle, all the time on here. I, I'm so glad you touched on that is we need to be our own advocates. We need to advocate for ourselves. We need to know our bodies and we need to do investigation. Even me as a nurse, I'm telling you doctors make mistakes. I've yeah. seen it and it can happen. I'm not, we're not bashing the medical community no, at, all at all because they save lives every day. But just do a little research, investigate for yourself, because everybody has a different weight. You know, we take our cars for yeah. different opinions on, on mechanics, and we go to different hairdressers if we don't like yeah. one or don't like a price. But yeah. we don't take the time to do that with our yeah. bodies. Exactly. That's, mm -hmm. I mean, starting from, uh, I don't know how much time we have, but you know me, Deborah, I can talk to the cows. <laughs> I love on. it. You'll I love like, it. Is she finished yet? <laughs> Never. You keep I'm, going. <laughs> just uh, all I can say is, um, is like you say, the, we all have had our life experiences that help us grow in one way or another. And I think it's one of those, again, uh, from someone said to me, why do you think you got that? Because you take such good care of yourself. And how could it happen? I went, to be honest, if I had that question, if I had that answer, it would be a, yeah. like, I could sell it for a fortune. I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> And then someone said, because I actually went through an abusive relationship for 11 years. And what happens is when this is, Basil's coming to the hey, camera. Basil! <laughs> You're going on camera here, Basil. Um, as someone said to me, and I know this is, like I said before, we're all molecules, we're all energy. And yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Aaron, that uh, test, they did the Japanese test where they had two glasses of water and they had separate areas and they would like swear at it all abusive language and then the other one they would give it all love and speak positive about to it and uh, then they put it under a microscope and you could see the molecules were so distraught all over the place with the negative energy and the positive one was like snowflakes and if we imagine ourselves we are 70 percent water 75 percent water and if you surround yourself or you wind yourself up or you're miserable or sad or whatever if you don't try to control how you are thinking of yourself as individual molecules then it's normal that we can create our own disease so yeah. this is something also that we can also help to uh let's not say cure it but maybe we can avoid it or get better or maybe even cure it um because if we start thinking about ourselves, like you say your diet how you speak to yourself how you surround your, who you surround yourself with. This has so much to do with how are we are healthy, how our health is, sorry. Um, and me going through that 11 year horrific situation that I did, I still to question myself on a, on a quiet moment. How did I do that? Because it's just one of those things that um, they said, well, whilst being in that situation, aggression, 
negativity, 11 years of constant, uh, you know, making you feel like this and, and yep. the anger, the hatred, uh, it can build up in yourself somewhere. You know, you could either probably have a heart attack, you could have whatever, and maybe this was mm -hmm. from that. Maybe not, but maybe. Um, mm -hmm. And it's one of those things that also made me realize even more so that, yeah, if it was that, even more so, I need to slow down. I need to meditate. I need to work out, uh, you know, better or eat better, drink more water. And this is something that sort of everything sort of revolves around personal care, um, our Amen. environment, everything. Amen. It's a positive energy brings positive. I say that all the time. And it's like also the, to surround yourself, like you said, with positive people. I read a book with John Maxwell that I love. And Michelle, I think you like John Maxwell too. Yeah. And it was The Power of Five. And in that book, it just was a wake up moment for me because I was holding on to some relationships that I kind of felt were negative and they were not. I didn't feel good with them, but I held on because, oh, she was a friend. This was a friend. When I read that book, I realized you don't need that. You let it go. So I posted a post the other day and I said, don't worry about the people you're leaving. Worry about the people you're meeting because the people that I'm meeting now are completely different energy than what I was in before. And through all my struggles of network marketing and meeting people and then my own health with the stroke it's like it was an awakening for me and, and it's it it's just by putting positive energy and when people used to say you know you hear that saying talk and sing to your plants to make them grow better that's a fact yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah but they do that you know the plants that are in environment where you play music and you're in a good people that go in and you're like you said with the water you have to surround yourself and and if you can't with the people around you in your life and go online and find a community like ours guys because we're going to give you that support and you need to find it because we're not all meant to be here on earth alone that's for sure exactly that's actually proven that uh, those people who are lonely will die sooner yep and i can totally um, I know something from my from my mother, for example. As I said, she was uh, the most amazing. I, like you say, we had an amazing upbringing and, and everything. And I could, I put myself in my mom's situation also uh, to think of why she was like that. Obviously, on top of that, to find out that her daughter has been in a relationship for eleven years and she idolized my ex husband. And mm -hmm. so, to imagine, I'm not a mother; I'm a stepmother. But to imagine being in that situation, then later, how like you feel? Maybe she failed me. Um, yes. So on top of this, losing my dad, what went on with me, everything, and, and her, her whole life had just like completely upside down and what next? And so yeah. on top of that, with different health issues that started to crop up, she also pushed most everybody away. She didn't want them around. And it was, I see now why she was doing it because at times I'm also, when I go through, uh, like, like you say, with, I, you have to have a moment to yourself as well where mm -hmm. I, especially if you're not one for, for crying and pity, you need to keep people at, at bay that maybe will bring you down because they exactly. care about you so much, but they're going to be like, Oh no, no. And then, yeah. you know, and you don't want that. You don't need that. And that's also something it's, it's such a fine line between you really got to figure out because everyone lives such a different life and it has a different environment around them, but it's just to try and understand what is good for you and, a simple thing like something that I'm huge on is having a good morning routine because it sets you up for the day. A lot of people feel guilty because they think, no, it's I've got to see to my family and this and that. Well, the whole point of it is giving yourself an hour to be the best version of yourself. Feel good about yourself so you're a better person for those around you. And if you don't, if you're just racing around trying to please everybody all day and trying to be the, it's it, it's going to wear out after a while. In the end, you're going to be you know, you're not, you're not going to be yourself. So everything well, really see. connects mm -hmm. so much. It does. And talking to you and Jazzy when we used to do our lives together is what made me realize about that morning routine. And I didn't realize I was doing that morning routine. But I thought it was just my body needed that wake up time. But it wasn't. It was more mental. I get yeah. up before anybody and I take that time and I'm sitting with the dogs. I'll go have my coffee outside or I'll throw the ball and everybody's still sleeping or I'll take my little walk at that time of day when it's cool out, you know, and, and I 
realize that when I don't get that, when I wake up late and I got to hit the floor running, yeah. I, my whole day's just yeah. shot. Yeah. You know, I got to pop in just one minute, Michelle. This is why I call you a thought leader because you, it's amazing. Let me play a little um, show sponsor commercial and then I'll get right back to you because okay. I stuff on the ramp. Hold on. You know, it's amazing to me that I've got you community to understand, Michelle. Michelle, my mind be talking about cyber knife treatment because that's what they did. My my tumor, man, my eye is cyber knife treatment. I'll talk to you about that later. But I want you to see how, Michelle, you choose not to let circumstances dictate, dictate your energy and the way you feel about you. And yeah, I want you to kind of expand a little bit on that, that the way we think directly impacts how we feel. Okay. Um, like I said, the various, various situations that I went through, and um, even now I've just been uh, told that uh, I have a... Um, I had a boob job. I don't know what you how you say it in in America, but uh, a boob job. okay, I had a boob job just <laughs> almost ten years ago, and uh, I went for the regular checkup and make sure everything's hunky dory, and and I had the the echo, and they find out that the right one is deflated. <laughs> it's not. Don't see it. Don't see any difference, but it's broken. So I literally that's the appointment I had just before here was to go and find out what do I do because you're hearing so many people say it's toxin going in your body and you're gonna this and that and. So I went back to the same surgeon and I'm still just in time for the guarantee and whatever. It sounds crazy. It's like buying a new pair yeah. of shoes or something. It's like, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, just that in itself is like, okay, I'm, I'm getting off. It seems like I'm, I've just turned 50. I'm going through an MOT, like, um, like a car. It's like this one. Okay. Now what next, you know? And I think yeah. it's, it's one of those things. And this is something else I'll mention as well is just after I went through all the tests with last year, uh, I don't know, two years ago in March, and it was coming up to June, and I said to Mark, my partner, I said, uh, he's 16 years older than me, um, doesn't look it or act it, that's for sure, uh, but he is uh, basically, he is uh, like, a, like a, a bull, he's, you know, he's fit, he never, someone who, but since he's known me, I take him to the dermatologist, I take him to just for a regular checkup, and I said, listen, I'm going through all these tests. I think it's been about two years since you've had a physical. Let's get you just to go for a physical with your tension and everything like that. Turns out he goes in, he comes out, and he finds out he has prostate cancer. And it was one of those. It was like, okay, how are we going to deal with this one? And it was, it was malignant. It was bad. It was like the worst. And uh, the, the big thing was there was no signs, no, no there was this type of prostate cancer. There was no uh, side effects. Um, so it was lucky that we found it out. It was lucky that we found it. a little bit like this. It seems to be happening yeah. quite a bit in our family that we find it out before without having symptoms in a sense. Anyway, so he had, uh, he had surgery. Everything is fine. Everything is clear. Um, and then it's just one of those things where even when it happened, I said, right, they're, they're, we have to be grateful. Going back to your question, sorry, yes. Aaron, I'm trying to, we have to be grateful that we find out or yeah. If we're talking about a, a sickness or like not feeling good, we have to be grateful that we find out that something isn't working. It's like getting into your, I'll do this as quite a bit of an analogy, but get in your car and you're going to drive, say, from, I don't know, Vegas to somewhere through the desert and right. uh, you didn't check your car out and all of a sudden it breaks down. Well, you better check your car out before you go. Otherwise, what are you going to exactly. do when halfway there? I don't know why. Probably the cowboy hats have just triggered me off in the <laughs> desert and the. I don't know. I'm feeling jealous that I don't have one. <laughs> so I well, just, that's a good analogy. But it's just one of those things where you think you have to keep on top of your health and you have to be sure that you're taking care of yourself. And when we go back to, as I keep coming off the point there, but in the end I said, look, we've got to be grateful that we found this out. 
Because if you want to look at the other picture, what would it be? You didn't find out. You were sitting here happy, and maybe in a year's time, it would be big difference. You would be going through chemo, or maybe you wouldn't even be here. It so be let's look late. at this. This is a gift that we found out. You know, and the same thing I said with regards to going through an 11 year. I used to watch films of women getting abused and slapped around and swore at or whatever. And I'd go, why doesn't she just go in a stupid film? What This is crazy. Is she yeah. stupid? And then it happens yeah. to me. And I was never brought up in that. My dad never even swore at home. I never even heard my, I honestly say, I never heard my parents discuss anything. If they did, they did it behind closed doors because we never heard it. I couldn't even tell my brother to shut up. I would get told yeah. off, unbelievable. So it was one of those things. And we didn't, it was, we had a, a, a fabulous, like you say, lifestyle from uh, bringing up. And it wasn't, it was strict, but we knew where we stood. And that aggression was never in my, in my family. So to accept it in the first place was bizarre. But I did. And now when I look back, I could cry that I left, uh, I lost 11 years for something. Or I can say, dig deep and find out what I learned from that. And that's all exactly. I do. If I ever have a negative moment where we do think back and we go, gosh, 11 years. Can you imagine how long that is? And you think, yeah. what did we do? Where were the positive things? And I'm trying to think about it. And it's like, you know, okay, we had some, but where? And in the end, if I really wanted to, we can all make ourselves depressed at the drop of a hat if we really wanted to. Well, but that's me. why you've got to work with yourself. You have to, you know, you have to, if you can't do it yourself, which is normal, a lot of people don't know where to start or then you have to reach out to someone and just say, look, I need to talk about something because I've got so much bottling up. It's, it's affecting me. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do or, you know, whether you're yeah. scared, whether you feel, you know, there's so many, hey, I'm on my own. Yeah. Where did you go? Oh, you went, don't leave. Sorry, push one button now. Well, at least you didn't she goes, I'm on my own. Where'd you go? <laughs> At least you didn't cut me off. Then I know I'm boring you now. Right. No, God, no. <clears throat> but what's so, so no, funny, Michelle, is our our backgrounds, I think that's why you and I connected so fast, is we talked about my relationship, too. I mean, it wasn't 11 years, and I got out because I had kids, and I knew I had to save them from the negativity. It was drugs and alcohol in my case. And because of that, I knew I wanted to save my kids from it and not be in a position where maybe we could have um, gone to the to the next step of violence or, or drugs yeah. and, and ending up in, in, a, in jail or what have you. But I look back sometimes and I have anger because I, they were deprived of that father figure. And was I enough? And I keep questioning that, but I can't do that anymore because... I did the best I could and I tried to do what at the time I was hoping was the right thing and I did learn from it which is incredible because I learned look at who I'm with today and the person that I picked and what it taught me what I wasn't gonna accept and I'm sure that's what happened with you because look yeah. at who you're with now Mark yeah. is amazing you know yeah it's it's one of those things like you say we, we it's it's a simple Okay, if something doesn't feel good, whether it's your health, whether it's your environment, whatever it is, it needs addressing. As difficult as it might be, it needs addressing. And those things that have happened to us in the past, uh, funnily enough, I had someone who said something to me which really kind of cheesed me off because it was like, what's this? I live in the past. I don't live in the past. If I talk about the past, it's actually to highlight something that I've learned from the past. I don't exactly. live in the past. I've learned from the past. And this yep. is something that I, I say, if I think about, like you say, I think about the last day that I saw my dad before he took off to go to the rigs. And then we get a phone call. No, we didn't get a phone call. We got a telegram to say my dad had been uh, like, he checked into a hotel in Singapore and he ends up going for a test and he doesn't come out. And so it was with a telegram. We had to hop on a plane and go over and see him whilst he's laying there in a coma. And mm -hmm. When I speak strong about it now, but I could easily break down, but it was one of those things where I say, okay, when I think, what could have I said to my dad before? Did I, how was the conversation? What was that? I could drive myself insane mm -hmm. because I know there's 500 things I would have said and, and different ways I would have been. I know it was like, you know, and if I really want to mess with my own head, I'll go down that road. But if I really want to try and think, I think now of what an amazing dad my what my dad was what an amazing mom i wish i would have done things different but wishing isn't going to make it happen so i mm -hmm. think well obviously now i can only hope that 
one day when we are all together again, mm -hmm. we can say whatever, or they're looking down and, and, you know, I can only try and bring whatever positive vibes is possible. You have to dig deep, especially you when do. you've got negativity around you or you put on the news and you see what's going on now in, in Israel or COVID or something. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if we can try and turn that into a positive, exactly like both of you doing, is uh, turn it into a positive and say, okay, how can I use these, the energy of, I say to, to uh, Mark's boys all the time, every single moment, if you don't respect your dad, that's for me is the, the ultimate. Don't yeah. even, I don't even want to know you because I know for a fact that I respected my dad and I still sit here if I really wanted to and regret not saying or doing something. So I know for a fact, anything, always the same. And, and as I said, if, but you don't mess with your head and think you, you just got to make sure that now the people you love, you tell them you love them. You know, the, if there's people that you, you should, if you think you should be doing more, do more, you know, yeah. when and you know better, you do better. Exactly. And there's no, there's no point in living in regret because it's only going to bring you down and you're going to be even a worse person for whoever is around you at the moment. So yeah. it's like a catch 22. There's always the way I'm, I'm hoping I'm answered this, Aaron, um, but basically, it's trying to think exactly like both of you have done in order to have even come up with, uh, with the show that you've got, which is fabulous, is your experiences in life, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything, the good, the bad, the ugly. That was a cowboy film as well. That was a Clint Eastwood. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. This is really rolling off. Awesome. That cowboy <laughs> thing again. <laughs> um, this is, this is like you say, find humor. Just try and, and create some sort of positive out of the negative that you've had, you know, and, and really realize I, people will come to you in the end. As you realize, people are reaching out to you in silence in the beginning, they listen, you know, you don't want to say any too much because they feel that what are they going to say or how are you going to react to something? But at the end of the day, it's, it's that is those people who really are, have impacted my life in the end have been, uh, like yourself, Deborah, how I've, how I got to know you is, and then straight when you had to stroke the same thing, you're still up there on doing your lives, you're showing up and you're making an impact. And it's not one of those where, Oh, poor me, you know, it's one of these yeah. like, okay, this is something I've got. So someone else must be going through it as well. So I need to share step by step. What are you doing to, to be that amazing, positive person that you are? And someone else can see, well, if she can do it, I can do it, you know? Exactly. And it's so important. Yeah, let's take a minute, can we just acknowledge some of our audience members' comments? Because it, you're, you're, you're the parallel community. The pillar between what? Oh, put Basil on screen. She's, she's, she's yeah. like, she doesn't see where the camera is. One second. Come, Basie, come. Yeah, she's so she, beautiful, she's guys. Like Look camera. at her. Hey, oh you do it? I love that. Hello. She's amazing. She's amazing. Great of God. But it's amazing the pillow that you're speaking of directly can be applied to us as terms of ours can be applied to, to any life issue that we face, negative issue. But here I want to bring up Brisa. Brisa was she had what they call locked in syndrome, meaning she has a stroke that's left her totally paralyzed. She came out of it. But eventually, it was hard work. But She'll be on Thursday, time. Michelle, if you want to watch her story. Right. It's mind-blowing. She's incredible. Hi, Green. She's very inspired by your conversation because I, I, I mean, I am just blown away at the pillows you're speaking. First, I want to bring attention to because Philippe Dalbron was in my show on December 19th, last five or ten minutes through the last me. But Michelle, you brought up a great canvas to the break point. We're all, everything in life, everything in your life is energy. Molecules, atoms, the dust, everything you see around your energy. The, the, the energy density changes. That's what makes up your desk. That's what makes up your chair. It's all energy. If you break it down, the point that brings up meaning up is, is because Michelle talks about the energy. Positive, there's only two types of energy, positive or negative. So judge your reactions and things in your life with that as a mind. 
You, you stop what happens to you. Your attitude is not, your life is not dictated by what happens to you. It is dictated by how you respond. Exactly. You know what I realized? We didn't put any information for people to be able to reach out to Michelle. So we'll add that yeah, later. How did they get how you, Michelle? How did yeah, they tell you? us really quick. How can people that want to reach out to you and follow you and friend you? Oh, great. Casey, if you, if you want, I'll put in the, the comments. Obviously, this will be in Facebook as well. But if not, basically, it's my name. Well, not Mitchy, but it's uh, my website, which I've just put under construction again. So I'm adding a few things to it. It's actually michelleoldenberg.com. And oh, I'm echoing somewhere down the line. Am I echoing that? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah so that's put, weird. When we're down, put a link on, on there. Yeah, put it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks. I apologize. That's my fault. Yeah, we were no. so busy talking. No problem. No, I was last usually... minute because yeah, I had that appointment and everything. It was a little bit rush, rush, and but no, it's it's fine. I will put a link there. And so just one if... more time, tell us your website address. Right. It's my name, Michelle M I C H E L L E Oldenburg O L D E N B U R G dot com. I'll put it in the in the comments anyway. It's a it's a Dutch name, so it's not typical to write it. But um, reach out, say hello. Like you say, I'm two hundred percent. I'm so so happy that you guys actually said finally that we're we're doing this. I know Deborah, you mentioned before, and it was always yeah, okay, I'm busy, busy, and everything. But yeah. sometimes it's good just to put it brakes on and actually realize it's what you guys are doing is absolutely amazing. And. Yeah. Um, but also tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now, Michelle. Well, uh, I kind of had a few months of, I feel like I've gone AWOL with regards to being online. At one point we were on doing lives and whatever it seemed to be every single day at least. And um, it's funny, it's even the, the path I've taken for through people like through the coaching side and then jumping into, I jumped into um, mastermind.com with Tony Robbins and uh, Dean Gracioli. So it's creating courses. And uh, I've also now started with Mark, a consulting agency um, for basically everything you can imagine, paperwork for someone living here in Spain or someone who wants to come to Spain or even so that. So there's a lot going on. And, um, but my real passion, uh, and I'm now doing a project with my brother, which is super exciting because he's in the forces. And so uh, we started a podcast together, which we're launching just now. Um, and that's going to be literally the military mindset and a civilian mindset. Because oh, at, the end of, at the end of the day, it's, it's super cool to, for me to, because obviously uh, having my brother um, always abroad, he's always traveling. He's actually... Ironically, I have this thing for the jungle, hence my, my logo is the digital jungle lifestyle. Yep. And um, basically, I've always had this passion for it since a kid. I thought I would help the Amazonian tribes teach them how yep. to eat because I couldn't understand it. When I don't know what film I saw, but something triggered that one off. And uh, so the jungles really inspired me. And funnily enough, my brother is actually an expert jungle uh, trainer with the military. And um, but he he's actually fell into creating courses for the military as well now. So we've got that in common and wow. um, and the jungle training and everything. So it's uh, basically my digital jungle lifestyle is now going to incorporate my brother. As well. oh, that's incredible. So, yeah. You, guys reach out. yeah. Oh, you have to reach out to her. She's always doing fun stuff. Oh, Michelle, I hate to tell you this. We'll be up pretty much at that time. And I, you know, I can't get this ever back on next month if we can. Oh, yeah. Well, she'll so be back on. When we can. Michelle, finally, any final words you'd like to say? I'd like to say, first say thank you. But would you like to say one thing, something closing? Um, oh, first of all, to both of you, thank you so much again. And I really would love to jump on again. I would even love to, to bring my brother in uh, because my brother has a story of something, that's for sure, yes. um, on mindset and how, how to think, uh, how little bit of discipline, uh, but in the right way, in the right way. Not like a not like a Rambo way. So yeah, but, uh, wow, that yeah. would be that would be amazing. Yeah, he is a little bit of a he's an action man. Put it that way. Um, I love it. Yeah. So I'm um, totally give me a shout, and I will definitely get right. my my act together. 
But for everybody who's it. listening, I just want to say it's uh, if you are going through something at the moment, whatever it might be, whether it's relationship, business, it doesn't matter what it is, health-wise, um, maybe you're just feeling like, you know, you're getting a bit older and where's my life going because you didn't really feel like you've accomplished what you want to accomplish. There's so many things that can bring us down, but this is why it's so important. I would even say, no matter how much I love digital, but write things down, journal it, mm -hmm. tell yourself what is going wrong. What do you feel like you want to do? Yeah. This is one thing that will help you a great deal is journaling. Even you say, well, how do I journal? Where do I start? Just put pen to paper and put down your thoughts and see where you want to go. What do you want to achieve still? Life is every single day is a gift. And if we can plan every day ahead sort of to say, well, today what I would love to happen is X, Y, Z. And we try and focus on that. And in the meanwhile, something else which I love. Sorry, I know I can talk otherwise. Um, another thing is try and, try and think about gratitude is primary. Yes. Wake up in the morning feeling grateful for having a roof over your head, having running water, having the most simple things. It's not about having mm -hmm. the sports car or the, the mansion or the whatever. It's not about that. Think about what is you can be grateful for. And then throughout your day, try and keep it a habit that you think of 10 things that you're also grateful for. Maybe it's someone who walks past. I can't remember who I heard this from, but it is so powerful because if you walk past someone and, and you smile and they smile back at you, be grateful for that because maybe if you wouldn't have done, they wouldn't have. And then just simple things yeah. that maybe happen throughout the day that, you know, someone opens a door for you or something, just that it's a sunny day, whatever. It sounds ridiculous yeah. to some people who have never done this, but trust me, when you go to bed at night and then even lay down and say, okay, what was I grateful for today? And your mind is thinking about this when you're actually nodding off to sleep, your day is, your sleep is going to be hundred percent better. Absolutely. And you definitely the next day looking forward to doing the same thing. They're so powerful going back to the morning routines. So, yeah, like you say, absolutely. Wow. Thank wow. you so much. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You're going to kick awesome. me out now, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out of here. <laughs> we definitely got to have wow, her back. That, yeah, but that was amazing. I told you you'd love her. I love her. I love her. I mean, what guy would not want to talk about boobs? I know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm just she kidding. talks about, but she'll talk about anything, which is so cool. I don't think know? Jeff Hazelick talks about boobs on CCTV Network. I got to hear about boobs. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm I want to get silly. her on CNET. No, I'm being silly. But the main thing, my takeaway, the biggest takeaway on was not then the outside influence or circumstances dictate you how you live and your attitude about your life. That was, I mean, you know, so many things happen in life that are that are can be quite negative. But that's life. They happen to everybody. But it's how you respond. It's how you take the energy, negative or positive. It's up to us, right, Deb? Yeah, it is. And, it, and you know, ultimately she hit on a couple of things that I always hit on <clears throat> is the ability to just, you know, be your own advocate again. I can't say it enough. Take care of yourself. Know your body. Know your signs. And ask around. Ask people. Don't feel that maybe whatever you're going through is people are going to judge you because of it. Because who gives a shit in the end? Excuse my French. Who judges us? You know, who cares? Because, you know, if there's something that's bothering you and you want to address it, talk about it with somebody. There's somebody that's going to walk you through. And, I, you know, people say, well, I don't want a handout. I'm not talking about a handout. A hand up. We all need a hand up not a handout. So if we can help each other and, and support each other, that's the best thing. And I hope you guys enjoyed this live. If you did, please, like I always say, share it. Tell your friends to go and subscribe on our YouTube channel. It's so important to help us monetize and just share away. And Michelle will be back because I love her. Thank you, Deb. Thank you. Bye, everybody.